Hello, I'm Steve Ashley, and this is Hot Pipes 296. Some time ago, Roy Philpot in England sent me a slew of theme suggestions, including one delving into musical theatre. The way I organise tracks in my library, it's fortunately easy to see which songs are from stage musicals. In total, I have over 7,000, so the challenge was on to whittle those down to 18 tracks. There was no way I was going to cover the entire 20th century in one hour, so today is the first of three shows, covering 1910 to 1939. Even then, there's a lot more material for a follow-up, or several. The Big Show opened in the Hippodrome, New York in 1916, featuring five songs by John Golden, a well-known lyricist at the time, and songwriter Raymond Hubble. One of the tasks was to write a Japanese-style song about the central character in Madame Butterfly, and their Paul Butterfly was an instant success and the only song to survive from the show. Big Hammett and the 310 Wurlitzer in Buckingham Town Hall in 1967 with Paul Butterfly. Peg of My Heart was copyrighted in 1913 by Fred Fisher, who also co-penned Dardanella, which I'll feature a little later, and it was the title music for the show of the same name which opened in 1912. 
The song had a major revival in 1947 with number one hits for Buddy Clark, the Harmonicats and the Three Sons. One of the most memorable theatre pipe arrangements was by Gus Farney on the 524 Wurlitzer in the Organloft, Salt Lake City. Probably the biggest name in musical theatre in the first 20 years of the last century was Jerome Kern, who was the first to compose music which actually fitted the plot of the show. His first hit song was in 1906, and then he had a dry spell until 1913, when successes flowed each other rapidly. They Didn't Believe Me is the sole survivor of The Girl from Utah, which opened at the Knickerbocker Theatre on Broadway, which was demolished in 1930 after the Wall Street crash.
Jesse Crawford on an unknown organ, most likely the Lauren Whitney and Robert Morton from a 1959 Decca LP. Leon Costa was one of the rare songwriters who penned both music and lyrics, and in 1919 he supplied 13 songs for 50-50 Limited, which staged at the Comedy Theatre on Broadway. Just one of his songs is known to us today, Nanette, a fingerbuster which Neil Jensen recorded on the Wurlitzer in the new Victoria Centre Howden Lawyer in Northumberland for a cassette release, a British debut.
Made Me Love You by James V. Monaco, who wrote many hits with various lyricists, including Red Lips, Kiss My Blues Away, An Apple for the Teacher, and Crazy People. By far his most popular song, You Made Me Love You, was his only contribution to the 1913 show The Honeymoon Express, which starred Fanny Bryce and Al Jolson. That track was from a 1991 Grosvenor CD by Arnold Loxham, featuring the Tower and Wurlitzer. The last of the 1910s tracks today originated in 1919, and a show oddly entitled Afghar, or the Andalusian Leisure, staged in the Pavilion Theatre London. It was based on a 1909 French operetta of the same name, where the leading man was imprisoned within sight of a Moorish harem to punish him for being too flirtatious. Mm, ouch. But unlike in opera, all ended happily ever after. Here's Nicholas Martin and the 319 Wurlitzer in Turner's musical Merry-Go-Round in Nottingham with Dardanella. Dardanella, which was originally written as a rag, Turkish tom-tom. Moving into the 1920s and to one of Britain's foremost actors and songwriters, Noel Coward. His most popular piece in the theatre organ repertoire is I'll See You Again, from Coward's 1929 show Bittersweet. 
But there's another song from that show that is rarely recorded, Zigoina. Emil Martin combined the two in this arrangement on the 420 Wurlitzer in Arden, Pizza and Pipes, Sacramento. Date unknown. That Wurlitzer came from the Strand Theatre Madison and Tiffin Theatre Chicago, becoming the Replica Records studio organ before moving to Canada, then to Arden, and today it's the San Diego chapter organ in Trinity Presbyterian, Spring Valley. Buddy De Silva was commissioned as the lyricist for the show Big Boy, which opened in the Winter Garden, New York, in 1925, and which featured no less than 18 songs. 
For most of those, the songwriters were James F. Hanley and Joseph Meyer. But one of the only two numbers to survive is It All Depends On You, a collaboration with the prolific hitmaker Ray Henderson. This is one of the rare theatre pipe recordings of the song, Tiny James and the 422 Robert Morton in the Orpheum Theatre, San Francisco. Another prolific hitmaker in the 1920s was Walter Donaldson, who wrote over 220 songs in his all-too-short career. He retired in 1943 with kidney problems and died four years later at age 54. His two standout songs from the 1928 show Whoopi, which starred Eddie Cantor, Ruth Edding and the George Olson Orchestra, were Making Whoopi and this, Love Me or Leave Me.
Chris Gorsuch and the 321 Barton in the Granada Theatre, Kansas City, from his CD, Something's Gotta Give. No show about 1920s stage musicals would be complete without something by Irving Berlin, before he was lured to the movies in the 1930s. The Punchbowl, which only staged in London's Duke of York Theatre in 1924, featured two Berlin songs, What'll I Do and All Alone, both of which were inspired by his mother's death, and both at the time enjoyed huge commercial success. While What'll I Do has become a standard, All Alone is rarely played. This transcription by Ken Wright on the 414 Kilgan in the WKY Studios, Oklahoma City, dates from the early 1940s.
After the somber All Alone, Sometimes I'm Happy brightens the mood. That was Jim Melander in 1960, playing the 2-9 Wurlitzer in James Gaines' Antiques on Decorators Row in Los Angeles, which was probably in the Melrose District to the west of downtown. The song appeared in the 1925 production of A Night Out, replacing music by Cole Porter in the original 1920 production and was featured again in the 1927 show Hit the Deck. The songwriters for the 1928 stage production of Rosalie were a various mixture of George and Ira Gershwin, P.G. Woodhouse and Sigmund Rongberg. Two Gershwin songs survived. How long has this been going on? Written for Funny Face but not used. And this, Oh Gee Oh Joy. Here's Donna Parker and the 442 Paramount Music Palace Wurlitzer in So far, most of today's music has been of American origin, since there are comparatively few British composers of musicals whose work has survived. An exception, of course, is Ivan Novello, who arguably wrote some of the most beautiful, if perhaps dated, songs for such shows as The Dancing Years, which premiered in 1939. I recorded an LP of Hubert Selby in 1977 on the 3-8 Wurlitzer in the town hall of Burton-on-Trent, and one of his selections was the very rarely recorded My Dearest Dear.
My Dearest Dear, which was also one of Novella's songs featured in the 2001 black comedy Gosford Park. Staying with the British composers, Reginald Moxon Armitage is a name that very few would recognise, but reportedly, after seeing a bus sign in 1924 that advertised Noel Coward and Maisie Gay in a new review, he took the pen name Noel Gay. He wrote many reviews and musicals, with his most famous being Me and My Girl, which opened at London's Victoria Palace in 1937. This is Quentin MacLean and the 420 Wallet in the Roy Lawson residence, Montreal, with Noel's best-known song, The Lambeth Walk. With apologies for the vinyl noise on that track, the album was very noisy and we processed as much noise from it as we could without damaging the music. That organ, by the way, is the very same that was in the Arden Pizza from Pipe, Sacramento, and which is now in San Diego. Another songwriting duo that I can't ignore is that of Laurent Hart and Richard Rogers. Their 1935 show Jumbo produced three lasting standards, Little Girl Blue, My Romance, and this, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, which George Wright featured on one of his home federal savings broadcasts of the early 1960s. The organ is, of course, the 328 Wurlitzer in his South Pasadena studio. Thank you. 
But Not For Me by George and Ira Gershwin from the show Girl Crazy, which opened at the Alvin Theatre on October the 14th, 1930 and ran for a mere 272 performances, which is surprising considering the songs included Biden My Time, Embraceable You and I Got Rhythm. The musical also introduced Ethel Merman and co-lead Ginger Rogers became an overnight star. That performance was from a 1973 Tim Kirkpatrick recording of David Reese on the 318 Wurlitzer Hybrid in the Bella Roma Pizza in Martinez, California. Cole Porter didn't have quite the same success with You Never Know at the Winter Garden on Broadway in 1938, running for only 78 performances. But it did produce one standard at Long Last Love, for which one of my favourite arrangements appeared on Lynn Larson's Paradise CD, which featured the San Filippo Wallitzer at the time, five manuals and 80 ranks.
without question, with 99 recordings of Jerome Kern's All the Things You Are, the song is one of the most played on theatre pipes. But rarely do they come as beautiful as this duo arrangement by John Atwell on a Lynn Larson signature Allen in the residence of Jim Clinch and the late Bill Schumacher on piano. While a couple of other songs have survived from Kearns and Hammerstein's Very Warm for May, none can compare with All the Things You Are.
was thanks to John Atwell for sending me that track, one of two that he recorded with Bill Schumacher back in 2011. My final track today comes to you courtesy of Matthias Bombal, who is currently digitising the NorCal tape collection and releasing the results on SoundCloud. Frank Killinger, of Doric Records fame, recorded Everett Norse on the 414 Robert Morton in Fresno's Warner's Theatre, but the album was never produced. One of the 15 tracks which are of outstanding audio quality is What Goes Up Must Come Down. From Take Cola and Rube Bloom's 1939 review, Cotton Club Parade. goes up must come down including this show incidentally there's a bracketed addition to that song title and baby you've been flying too high <laughs> amazing what i learned during research for these programs my thanks also to richard stevenson and mark renwick for some of the material for today's show 
Until next time, when I'll be featuring songs from stage musicals from 1940 to 1969, this is Steve Ashley signing off. Bye for now. <laughs>